in ages. Uh, I keep on meaning to have it because I've got everything here. <laughs> got all the requirements. <laughs> Tea. <laughs> Heat. <laughs> kind of. You know. yeah. But yeah, it's meant to be the caffeine boost. But then it's the perfectionist thing is if you want caffeine, get caffeine. Yeah. Like, don't drink tea. Tea's like not got as much caffeine as caffeine. So just get chewable <laughs> just get, caffeine. Just get caffeine pills. Yeah, I tried it. Wasn't a big fan. <laughs> no? Don't know whether they helped or not. Like no. I just didn't really make much difference to me. No. I think years of like drinking ridiculous amounts of energy drink as a waiter, just like now my body's just probably why I'm diabetic as well. They've just pumped out all the reaction chemicals. Yeah. To most energizing things, <laughs> and our body's gone. Ugh. <laughs> it's like putting, I don't know, soup in a car instead of diesel. Yeah, and you're like, well, now we're fucked. <laughs> you can't get the soup out. You can't. You just got to drive on soup for a while. <laughs> oh, that was a parsnip <laughs> shooting out the exhaust. You can go unleaded, super unleaded, or sun-dried tomato and chorizo. <laughs> Mulligatoni? I, I can never pronounce it. Mulligatoni. Uh, it's like, so it's like... High end. It's got pasta in it or something, isn't it? No, uh, minestrone's got pasta in it. <laughs> uh, worlds apart. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mulligatoni's almost like... It, it's almost like a curried kind of flavour. It's nice. I know you can get you can get chicken soup and cream of chicken soup. I don't know. I don't know the difference. <laughs> so this chicken's been creamed. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Put it in the other soup. Yeah. <laughs> And then you don't get chicken in the chicken soup. You do, but it's so small and rare that you don't trust it. Yeah, no, you're just like that's just weird shit in this it's soup. Like, it's like oh, the chicken. Like it's not actually. <laughs> Which is fine if it was just like liquid. Yeah, but you just get these random lumps of just like some flies crawled into my soup. Yeah, it doesn't seem genuine my... when you when you look at like a can of vegetable soup and it's like oh that's a carrot, that's a bit of celery, and it's like the, the, there's, there's something identifiable in there. But like in a can <laughs> of chicken soup, it's just like. This is beige mess. It's like good. there's no, there's no, there's no, the, the, this, I, no. You're right. Like there's a, there's a chicken flavour, maybe. And it's not good for the soul unless you add noodles. No chicken noodle soup. Yeah, chicken yeah, noodle soup. Which good. hasn't. Which I'd swear is it just chicken soup with noodles in it? But it's like more of a watery broth, right? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, yeah. It's not. It's not thick. It's soul's picky, man. Can't give it shit. Doesn't want. No, <laughs> it's too thick. I want it. Where's where's the wiggly bits? No, send it back. Waiter. <laughs> At the Soul Cafe. Yeah. Soup, soup. So yeah, I ran out of caffeine. I haven't been drinking as much caffeine, but I've been meaning to. It's meant to be good for you. I was meant to be trying to cut down. And I just didn't. I've what, cut- caffeine. Yeah, well, I say I was meant to be. Like I thought about it. That's what I mean by I meant to be. Well, I thought about it. Um, but, like, because over time you build up a tolerance to it. So mm. it takes more and more of it in order to feel the effect. Yeah. Or whatever. But I never really got the caffeine effect anyway. The only time I ever got close was when I was working at, um, at like, some electronics store. Mm. Um, and I bought this coffee f- called, like, Rocket Fuel. It was yeah. in a black tub, and it just had rocket fuel written up it in, like, orange <laughs> writing and, like, nothing else. Um, and it was coffee mixed with guarana, which is the active ingredient in, like, Red Bull. Right. So it's, like, caffeine and, like, Red Bull stuff. Yeah. And I used to take my coffees, like, I'd have a, I'd have a cup, two scoops of coffee, 
two sugars, half a cup of cream or like milk, like yeah. semi-skimmed or whatever, and then top that up with hot water. And I I had like three of those in the space of an hour and a half. And I for the next two hours, I had a literal come down from it. Like I was shaking <laughs> and like like the, the my 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 vision was kind of shaking as well. I had like heart palpitations. It was like it was fucked up. Like that's the only time I've ever felt anything close to anything from caffeine. Like was that extreme? Recognized- yeah. <laughs> the rest yeah. of the time you've been like it just tastes like coffee. Yeah, exactly. The other time is like you're having a stroke. Yeah, yeah. but I still act disgusted when someone offers me decaf. <laughs> no, I don't know the difference really. <laughs> so yeah, some more cheap. Caffeinated drinks. I don't know. That's just becoming an adult too much, in my opinion. Mm. Start eating, drinking hot drinks. You used to be completely against drinking brown. Yeah, I'm just it's just hot drinks. I've never really. I'm a hot person. Yeah, I'm never really cold. Whereas people, oh, I'll have a nice, I'll have a nice cup of tea and sit down. (laughs) Will you? Is that too adult? Yeah, I don't like sitting down. I don't like having a sit down. I don't think that should be the part of the day that you look forward to most. I think you should try and. Aim higher than sitting down. No, it's not. That was, that was my convincing myself back then. <laughs> was like, that was the, the anger was. Now like, all I do is that is all you want in life, and it's great. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> See, I never associated being a grown up with having caffeine and having tea and hot drinks and stuff. Like I started that in my teens, and it was fine. I associated being a grown up as having a pair of slippers and a dressing gown. Like, that was pretty much it. <laughs> No, like having to have good. accessories in order to achieve comfort. It was always just the adults asking the kids to make their tea. They'd be like, oh, he can make tea now. Do you want to make some tea for the adults? Yeah, make some fucking tea for fucking adults. Like, <laughs> fight the power. Yeah. I'm not going to make your tea as strong as you like. Yeah, pick your spots. <laughs> but yeah, it was just always that. Yeah, I always saw adults drinking tea and was just like, oh, I don't want to be, don't want to be like any of you. <laughs> so therefore, I'm not going to drink the same drink that you're drinking. Yeah, that's, I'm gonna gonna drink, make, I'm that's gonna my fight. Tizer. <laughs> yeah, that's I'm a, a grown-up. Where's my Tizer? <laughs> grown-up. Oh, no, that Haribo. <laughs> Haribo milkshake. They've got Skittles milkshakes. They've got fucking Mars. You see, Mars ice cream milkshakes kind of makes sense, but Skittles yeah. is just... Taste the f- gone-off rainbow, I guess. Yeah, it's like... I, I, it's f- we've been on this before, haven't we? Like, fruity milkshakes. <laughs> Fru- oh, yeah. We yeah. <laughs> you can't have an orange-flavoured milkshake. No. No, no. But, like, Skittles, I, I kind of... Rainbow, get, though, apparently. But I'd be... I, I think, given the kind of, like, creamy nature of them, I'd be more inclined to go with, like, a Chewitz milkshake. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with fruit? <laughs> What's wrong with like natural things? It's like, no, I want, I want the advert of the dinosaur destroying the city. I want that blackcurrant flavored chew it in a milkshake. Yeah, like I used to work on a cocktail bar. We used to make milkshakes out of literally everything, like literally out of the the the, the uh, earwig wax that we found underneath like the, the <laughs> table. Where we'll make a milkshake out of that. Yeah, so yeah, brrr, that looks weird. <laughs> Let's leave it on the side. See if anyone wants to drink it. Free. <laughs> What's this wastage? Yeah. Should you drink it? Nope. <laughs> oh, well, I'll just, uh, I'll throw it away then. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was terrible. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to know. You don't want to know. What was it? Oh, um, some, a uh, gone off chocolate. That's what it yeah. was. <laughs> don't tell them what it really is. Yeah. Oh, what was that thing you found? <coughs> I don't know. Oh, whatever that was. <laughs> just what it was. I'll have another. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be six months. <laughs> <laughs> you have to wait for it to build up. <laughs> to wait for the another wave of infestation yeah. to come in. 
The cocktail bar was weird, though. Like, you'd always get... It's not hip... It wasn't hipster at the time, because it was, a, like, a fucking TGI Fridays. So yeah. It wasn't, like, a hipstery place, but you'd get people... Is TGI Fridays ever a hipstery place? No, but, like, cocktails have become oh, right. hipstery. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So if you go to Manchester... Yeah. You've got to eat it in a... Ma- you got to drink it out of a mason jar. And yeah, or it's just got to be like a really nice pallets. bourbon filled with popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it, I worked in another bar that was just like that, and they were trying to make all these exotic, um, crazy, ridiculous cocktails that just meant like, well, you, there's no point putting any alcohol in it. I don't understand. I, I was, I was completely against just... cocktails when I started being a cocktail bartender, yeah. and then I realised there were some nice cocktails you can do with some nice liqueurs. Yeah. So it's quite nice. But then when you start trying to push that to make it more original... Is just like well, you could just put bacon in it, yeah, and that's what places did. Yeah, <laughs> it was like it was called an Elvis milkshake. Yeah, which was it's like, like bacon and banana and toffee and like yeah, yeah, because they do like, that with burgers as well. Just go die. Like why? <laughs> why you why can't taste? This? Just just kill yourself now. Like there's a like there's a thing about burgers, right? Where if a burger hasn't got lettuce and tomato in it. <clears throat> The whole texture of the burger has changed. Right. So it's no longer like that crispy feeling of a burger. But the more you put on, the more it detracts from all those different flavors to the point where you've just got loads of flavors that aren't necessarily complementing each other and are just fighting to be the the, the top flavor. So you can have like a massively stacked burger with Cheerios and fucking (laughs) whatever you want, Worcester sauce, and you can bite into it and be like, oh, it's different, so I like it. It's like, yeah, yeah, but can you actually enjoy that? Are you enjoying it? Are you, are you going on a journey? Because you can do that with lettuce and tomato. <laughs> yeah. There's a part of me that's always tempted to try the donut burger, but I never actually bothered. <laughs> well, it's, it's just the intentions. Well, it's just that the whole food coma culture thing that I, I just saw yeah. when I was towards the end of my culinary career was just, yeah, people ordering, wanting to order the worst things. Like, there's a Big Mac pizza. Like, mm-hmm, mayonnaise yeah. and lettuce on a pizza. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I want. That's that's the world that I want to live in. Whereas, no, it's just like, oh, I just I want to do this because, oh, it's a Big Mac and it's on a pizza. Yeah. Do you crave it? No. Do you like the novelty of it? Yeah. Then you're a fucking child. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I don't know. I want to, when I raise kids, they're going to be eating like parsnips raw and just like roasting them over an open fire. And be like, that. that's your, I don't know. Your milky bar. <laughs> be a terrible parent. Roasting parsnips over a fire. But yeah. No oil. So it'd just be burnt parsnips. Burnt, burnt parsnips, burnt hands, burnt tongues. <laughs> oh, the parsnip kid is strong and tough. <laughs> yeah. yeah, not much really happening this week. Apart from Donald Trump's been tweeting, apparently. That's the big... Donald Trump, he's, he's always tweeting. Meryl Streep, not impressed. Oh no, she's not. It's a big thing. I never, I never, I never knew the world regarded Meryl Streep so highly as like the voice. Oh, so, well, I, I, I think I don't know if they always regarded her as like a voice or something. Mm. But I know she, she's always been well respected. Yeah, apparently she's she's one of the she's regarded as the greatest living actress. Mm. But I can't remember that much that she was in. Like I know she's famous for uh, Devil Wears Prada, Meryl Streep. Mel Street was the one that did Sophie's Choice, wasn't she? I don't know. I haven't seen it. Mm. Um, yeah, but she had a few Sophie's like breakthrough things since the seventies or something. Yeah. I think she's been doing lots and lots of stuff. Yeah, but she was pissed this week because she accepted a Golden Globe, I think it was. Yeah, 
and brought up the fact that Donald Trump did an impersonation of a physically disabled person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was the content of it. Yeah, she was. Yeah, she was basically saying, "Oh, the most it's the, the, the most convincing uh, and and horrifying performance that I've seen this year, personally." Like, so it was a compliment and an insult at the same time. Yeah. Like from a professional. Yeah. Like Donald Trump, you're acting. It's spot on. Yeah. But <laughs> you shouldn't be right. You shouldn't be performing this kind of yeah caliber of material. Yeah. And then uh-huh. Donald Trump went sad. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, we'll see what Meryl Streep has to say about that. <laughs> Meryl Streep, what do you say? <laughs> Well, it was, it was really long, I remember. I, I don't know. It was. It seemed quite strange. It seemed like a strange fight to be having at an award show. But then they've all gotten quite political recently, yeah. haven't well, they've, they? They've, they've, been, they've been political for the past few years. I don't think always, like, for the best, to be honest. Is that because, because of, like, I the think people, in? in fairness, who are so incredibly far detached from reality have very little <laughs> that they can actually bring to the table in that respect but it's nice for them to use their platform as kind of as and when it's necessary well it's like with internet downloads and that they're making less money so they need to try and become life gurus yeah or like political <laughs> bodies like we'll spoil this is a jumping off point yeah i'll go from the greatest living actress yes. into life coach yeah <laughs> don't impersonate the retarded <laughs> It's bad, even if you're good. <laughs> Meryl Streep. Ah, <laughs> uh, Meryl Streep. <laughs> but yeah, like you got to love his his. There's a theme of of Lucy's recently where real life just seems like a cartoon. Yeah, uh, yeah. Is, like his his New Year's um, his New Year's tweet was Happy New Year to all, including my many enemies yeah. and those who have fought me and lost so badly they just don't know what to do. Yeah. Love. <laughs> <laughs> Including to my many enemies. It's like it's an Arnie film. Yeah. <laughs> like someone commented on that. Oh, it's, that sounds very much like something Mark Hamill would say as the Joker. And then Mark Hamill tweeted a recording of him saying it as the Joker. Mark Hamill was the Joker? Yeah. When? In, um, I think, in, uh. Went like Jack Nicholson. No, not Mark. Not- Hamill! Not live action. Um, like in the car- cartoon. Oh, like, he's like the voice of it. He's a, he's a very accomplished voice vo- voice right. actor. But like, um, yeah, he was he's as far as all the cartoons and like a lot of people say his version of the Joker is it's, it's the kind of closest version to like the original comic. So the cartoon is the closest to the comic more so than the live action. I can believe it. <laughs> <laughs> Though, you know, you know the moving comic. Oh yeah, yeah, it's closer to the comic. <laughs> But you know, you know, like when when something like, like that spans multiple generations, and people are like, oh, "That was that 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 was really best represents my version of, of that yeah, character." Yeah. Like he was that for a lot of people. Oh, fair play! As, I, I, as I, as a lot of people love Jack Nicholson as well. Yeah, um, and then a lot of girls cried about Heath Ledger. So I don't know whether that was a compliment or not. Yeah, you uh, see, he, he died. He died, didn't he? Yes, he had, yes, um, he did. Yeah, he died when I was at uni. I think in my second year. And like, so I remember it was in my uni house. And they, they, when he, he committed suicide, he died under, under possible suicidal circumstances. So yeah. like, they played like his latest interview to like give an impression as maybe maybe he committed suicide. I mean, look at him here; he looks a bit upset. 
Yeah. Like, it's like him giving, giving like an uncomfortable interview and like using that as evidence. Yeah. Instead of like, well, did he go to a psychiatrist or did he go to whatever? Well, there's like, been loads of theories. Cause, like, method it, acting can yeah. really go down some dark places. Yeah. They, like, there was, there was, I, th- I think since then, like, most people have been like, well, he was on kind of like whatever drug it was. Yeah. Um, not an illegal drug, like a prescribed drug. And, like, a lot of people who take them, like, over. Just, just overdose on them because they don't really know what they're doing with them, or they do, they just they mix them with something else that they don't realise is dangerous, and then they die. And then the assumption is that uh, oh, they were depressed, so they must have committed suicide. It was well, like, he, well, he just played a really you know evil character. He yeah. may have just killed himself because he represented that too well. Yeah, like Meryl Streep would say, you know, <laughs> you played it really well, <laughs> but don't blow up a hospital. Yeah, <laughs> sad <laughs> love. <laughs> I've been watching a show um, because um, Tom Segura is probably one of my favourite um, stand-up comics. He's definitely up there in the top five. And uh, in one of his specials, he talks about how some of the shows he's watched. And there's one on Netflix. And I think it's like a CBS or NBC show yeah. called Lock Up Women's Prisons. And right. it's just like a documentary crew that goes through like the turmoil it is of prison life, right. focusing 80% on women in prison. Yeah. It's like, like, you know, most people don't know that women are paedophiles. And it's like, let's meet some women paedophiles. And we're going to meet some. <laughs> <laughs> and it's done, it's not presented, it's all documented, doc, doc, done like a documentary. But they do have some amazing interviews with people. Right. Uh, where I just, I would just like to be the interviewer in that, in that room. Because I can't understand how you could be a bit. So there's one woman, right, um, first person in the first episode, like Christine Taylor, kidnapped her friend on Valentine's Day because she believed to have some of her items. Tied her up with extension cords like a pig. Um, But she still wouldn't cooperate. So, Christina decided to scare her for eight hours. (laughs) (laughs) I burned her face. I burned her sides. I hit some bone out of her hip with a shotgun. Uh, She was disfigured, I guess. If you looked at her face, you wouldn't know it was her. (laughs) I said some mean things to her. And, uh, but I cried a lot during it because I just wanted to get my stuff back. You know, like, I felt bad for her because if she just told me where my things were, I'd stop. And I tell her that all the time. You know, um, finally she released the victim, didn't tell her whether she got her stuff back or not. Um, she spoke to her, gave her a shower, been like, oh, well, you know, it's been fun. <laughs> <laughs> have a shower, have a cup of coffee, have some Xanax for the pain. Uh, even bandaged her up a little bit. And says, you know, I didn't feel wrong for what I did, but I was caught off guard and I was surprised when she turned me in. <laughs> like, we're friends. <laughs> I gave her a shower. I bandaged her. I apologised afterwards. Yeah, she needed medical attention. <laughs> she, she said she was sorry. <laughs> <laughs> she was sorry. <laughs> like, she could, she, yeah, yeah, she was defigured. She needed medical attention. She could have said it was like a drug dealer. She didn't say it didn't have to be me. Now I've got 12 years. <laughs> and this is the I just like to be like the cameraman just kind of like looking at the interview like the fuck <laughs> just, no like you burnt someone's face to disfigurement and their sides and you pistol whipped bone out of their hip like, like bitch you shouldn't be friends with this person <laughs> just get her a valentine's card or something <laughs> 
And then they would do these stills when they'd introduce, like, I think it's the gimmick is a new prison every week. Yeah. Or every episode. And they'd do, like, these, like, freeze frames where they'd introduce the new character for that week. <laughs> I don't know who chooses the blurb, but it's like, Melissa Manina, 33 years old, 8th DUI charge, collects baseball cards. <laughs> <laughs> And you read one, and you're like, this is a bit weird. But then you go, he's a prisoner. Maybe she just wanted to be like, look, I'm not all bad. I also collect baseball cards. Like, yeah, you know, I, I've raped all these people, but, or I've DUI'd all these people, yeah. but I also collect baseball cards. Still a person. Still a normal person. <laughs> and then you see a few more, and you're like, oh, no, I think this is like, this, the producer's trying to make it a bit more fluffy and a bit more friendly. And then you get Brandy Lane, 27 years old, prostitution, has a recurring dream where she's chased by a crack pipe. (laughs) (laughs) So you know she deserves to be in prison. (laughs) Oh, I have those dreams. (laughs) Maybe I'm a criminal. Well, I mean, it's a dog in mine, but... (laughs) Yeah, I I collect baseball cards. (laughs) Maybe I should go to prison. <laughs> but yeah, it's a new show, and it's all the, the, you watch the you watch. I've watched a few episodes, and you just get to the point where you're watching it. Like, I don't think these people understand that the idea of prison is meant to be like a punishment. Yeah, like because the, it, it, the, there's multiple different ways to look at it. But I because like they're human beings, they have to be treated a certain way. They can't be put in horrible set circumstances. But they have also surrendered their rights by openly admitting that they've murdered and, uh, you know, raped children and burnt people. Like, they openly admit that they've done that, but like, can't wait, I'm out in eight years. Like, if I just paid myself, you know, I'll get some soup. There's a, oh God, I just remembered. There's a guy who, um, he was protesting his innocence for everything. But basically, he came across the body of his daughter my 21-year-old daughter, and moved the body. And because he thought, I'm not going to call the police because if the police come, they'll blame me. So I'll hide the body. That won't be suspicious. He put it in his motorhome for two years, like in the freezer. (laughs) And he kept his motorhome dirty so that people would see it. And oh, it smells like death. It's probably just a dirty motorhome. (laughs) (laughs) And he says he kept her in the chest freezer waiting for a reincarnation, because that's what happened with Jesus, right? <laughs> but if it can happen with Jesus, it can happen with my daughter. And she, he, he goes on, he's like, he's, he's dead. You can see he's completely convinced of this, or he's trying to convince himself of this. Yeah. Where he's like, if I bury, I, I dug a hole for her. I didn't have the heart to put her in. What if she reincarnates? You know, she won't be able to get out. Yeah. You know, so she has to be in my chest freezer. Then she might just pop out my chest freezer at one point. Might be great. <laughs> And throughout the whole thing, he's just like, oh, yeah. And, like, my partner stopped writing to me. Like, I mean, what a bitch. You're like, you murdered her daughter. <laughs> <laughs> and you're pissed she stopped writing to you. Oh. You're watching this like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> <laughs> and there's so many of them where, like, they've murdered, like, this guy murdered his uncle, and he's pissed that his auntie isn't talking to him anymore. (laughs) He murdered her husband. (laughs) Yeah, but, you know, he deserved it. She might not think that. (laughs) Like, you can't just kill people and then be like, oh, well, we'll still talk there, right? (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> well, prison's just a... Obviously, that's American prison. Or, yeah. Know, so it's, it's probably very different in the UK. I noticed, yeah, some statistic, like half of all people in prison are in like three or four countries in the world. Yeah. It's like America, China, some other countries. Yeah. And I think it's in the UK for every thousand people there are like one and a half of them is in prison yeah like so it's not that many and then i think for every a hundred thousand like three of them are women three women are in prison in the uk or something like that but i couldn't i wanted to find statistics like what people were in prison for and it was weird because i got lots of pie charts where 50 percent was other crime and the rest was just like you know violence um robbery uh, burglary and they, but that was it and you go what about yeah. all the other crimes what other yeah. crimes well bike theft isn't that theft no it's bike theft and uh, <laughs> arson alright yeah. uh, battery all these things it's all in the Just other all... piece of the pie <laughs> couldn't figure out anything put so. arsonists and tax evaders together <laughs> put them in the same room yeah one's got lots of tax papers the other one's got lots of matches well not as many matches as you had before yeah <laughs> <laughs> see what goes on yeah, well, this guy burnt down a school, and this guy uh, didn't return a copy of his P60 on time. <laughs> <laughs> he did a P62 and not a P60, so that's yeah. that's two years. Yeah, they're, they're, they're both in other. <laughs> <laughs> Just a big other prison. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, just painted grey. Like, we don't really know... <laughs> We're not going to commit yeah. to any theme. Yeah, on a grim day, you can't even see it. Just, what's the point? Yeah. Well, unfortunately, a lot of people have been done for loitering. They're not allowed outside anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Thought it's loiter everywhere. That was a, that was a weird crime. Loitering. When you're in prison, what for? Standing around. <laughs> Stop standing around. <laughs> we'll get Merrill on you. Or strip. <laughs> I always thought jaywalking was the a weird The best crime. performance of standing around I've ever seen, but don't do it, it's illegal. Yeah. <laughs> She's like a 1950s gangster. Yeah. Meryl Streep. <laughs> <laughs> she comes up in a busted Cadillac, tells you what she thinks. You're doing great, son, you're doing great, but don't do it, it's bad. Now let's go. Streep. <laughs> always has to compliment like a condescending compliment and then insult you. <laughs> She's straight. <laughs> I'm smoking a cigarette, but it's a steam cigarette. It's good, but it's bad. You understand me? Streep. Fucking <laughs> 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 Meryl Streep. I swear she's famous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, I, you know, it's not like... I, get, I think it's just all of her films that is out of my wheelhouse. Like, <laughs> uh, that's, they're, just, they're, they're, they're genres that I've never really, I've never um, taken an interest in. It's, yeah, it's kind of likely. Um, but it's like rom-coms. Like, who is the chick from um, You've Got Mail and whatever that? Uh, uh, oh, that's not Mail Sleeps Street. in Seattle. Yeah, it's the other one. Well, it's the same one from Sleepless in Seattle. Yeah, it's the same, the same cast. cast. Yeah. Uh, F-O-X. Shut up, kid. <laughs> so it's a really specific reference to You've Got Mail. Oh, I haven't seen that. <laughs> yeah, like, I think it's Tom Hanks' kid. I think, like, his name is, like, James Fox. <laughs> like, every time it's his name, he goes, F-O-X. 
O X. It's like, yeah, kid, we fucking get it. <laughs> we know what a fox is. You said your name's Fox. Just shut the fuck up. Stop trying to squeeze lines into this film. Meryl, get in. <laughs> you're saying too much, but you're saying it good. Say less. See? <laughs> Meryl, out. <laughs> Um, yeah, there was, I can't remember that woman's name. But yeah, like, there's loads. It's not, oh, that's like, what I just watched. Uh, Manhattan. Did you see it? Manhattan. Watched, like, Is that the... Woody, uh, you watch Woody's films? Yeah, Woody Allen. Yeah. No, I haven't seen it. Yeah. Ah. But there was that like a big film of hers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Manhattan was uh, like... I think it was kind of one of the breakout ones, but she was in right. like Deer Hunter as well. Yeah, I saw that. But I can't remember. I didn't like Deer Hunter though. Yeah. It seemed like the whole... It seemed like it was meant to be like a 20 minute film. That they kind of like gave it loads of backstory that was kind of oh, okay. We're gonna do Russian roulette in Vienna and in America <laughs> and now Japan. <laughs> All right, yeah. One out of six bullets reviewed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I... Oh, did you watch the new It's Always Sunny? No. New seasons up. Oh, um, all right. Uh, yeah, and this isn't the season to start on. Right, if you've never seen It's Always Sunny, no, no. don't start on this season because it, it it's more of a fan episode, I think. Um, do you know Hamilton? Like this yeah, big music Yeah, 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 recently? roughly, yeah. Apparently they were kind of inspired by that and it's kind of along those lines. It's kind of a musical. Oh, right, okay. But it's it's always sunny and they yeah. they nail it. It's just <laughs> like, and you need to understand, yeah. You need to understand what they're like in order to get what yeah. they're doing. With others, like they're singing, but they're not singing, and they're angry. What's going on? <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it's really good. I'm really looking forward to this new season. So that's oh, definitely so worth like. a watch. Um, Wednesday nights in America, I think it comes out. Yeah, so we here on yeah, Thursday mornings, mornings yeah. Um, over here. But yeah, that's definitely worth a awesome <laughs> worth worth a watch. Have a look. Yeah, but uh, Mel Street. Yeah, don't. Yeah, apparently Manhattan. <laughs> She's just. It's probably like. Um, um, let's try and think of an actor that we don't know. It's going to work, isn't it? <laughs> um, uh, the Twilight series, right? The, the people in that, Robert Patterson. Patterson, yeah. Patterson, yeah. Like he, I don't know any of his work, and maybe some people would oh, consider him to be a good actor who would mimic work. Well, apparently they're coming out with new stuff. It's just and fucking Charles Dance is in it. You're like, come on, Charles Dance, which stop doing this. Wait, which one's Charles Dance? Charles Dance is um, English. Um, he was in Last Action Hero as the bad guy with the glass eye. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to shoot someone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's that guy. I was just like, oh, Charles. But Charles Dance is enough of a legend to be like, all right, you can go, you know, do some yeah. Twilighty stuff if you want. <laughs> and get on with it. But yeah, you know, it's just... It's the same with music, like current music culture. I don't really know, so if people are chilling. I'm, I'm just going to take the benefit of the doubt that Meryl Streep is much better than I think she is. Yeah. <laughs> and much wider regard. But, yeah, whether it's them versus the president, I don't know. Which you've got to be careful, because somebody's killing all these celebrities. Because <laughs> <laughs> you've got to be brave to speak out now. Yeah. Uh, it's the end of 2016. Now we're safe. That was like the barrier of death. Now yeah. we can say whatever. Now we everyone's want. like, oh, it's all going to change now. <laughs> yeah. Death. Death. New... That's so 2016. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> new year, new rules, apparently, to everything, to the way that life works. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> People aren't going to die this year. Uh, Fine. Yeah. 
Just whoever's saying the most outrageous stuff just keeps disappearing from the planet. <laughs> yeah, it's like I I was listening to listen to a podcast and they were like, um, well, everyone seems to be really happy that the new year started, in spite of the fact that all of the shit that happened last year <laughs> kicks in this year. <laughs> it's got like a time delay. Yeah. Like all of the all of the, like the bad things or the, the good things or whatever the big decisions that were made last year that many people found abhorrent and many and yet many people cheered for the stuff that threw the world into a complete upheaval or at least threw the West into complete upheaval that all kicks in this year and everyone's like well, yeah but it's 2017 it's all going to be it, it's got to be better than last year like, no you <laughs> no. can't you can't kill Carrie Fisher again yeah like, no <laughs> get ready for the fucking sequel. <laughs> <laughs> The sequel's never better than the first one. Oh, no, I bet Princess Leia's still going to be cast into later films. <laughs> and Disney's just... This is what Disney have been working on CGI for the whole time. Yeah. It's just to get to this one point where they're making billions and billions on this franchise. Yeah. That they've got to reanimate the corpse of Carrie Fisher to say <laughs> some stupid lines. Well, they got... They, they, like, it's, it's bittersweet for Disney because they got $50 million because she died. <laughs> It's like the worst game of bingo that the devil ever made. I know. Because <laughs> they took out like a massive insurance policy on her. <laughs> we'll hire you, but in case you die, we want $50 million. Yeah. Well, they-, <laughs> they probably paid like a million dollars for the policy and then she died. So she can't make the rest of the franchise. She's made the next film and then she died. <laughs> Um, so she can't be in the rest of them. Um, but Disney get $50, $50 million. <laughs> now, why they need that... More I, castles. But, but, More mice. But what problem is that going to solve? See, that's the CGI. Now that 50 million <laughs> goes to afford... the CGI team. Yeah. And so... you watch the films, it's like, oh, Princess Leia did it again. And she just got a back turn for the whole film. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got... We got the we got the we got enough for the back, and we could get the sheer of the dress, uh, but the face was going to cost another ten million. So we just we just put the two buns on the side of the head and just gave her a centre part in for a face. <laughs> yeah, it was the best broom work I've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> the balancing shit on that broom, fifty million quid. I'm gay. Coincidentally, all of her lines she'd said in previous films. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Use the force. (laughs) (laughs) Her performance is very disjointed. Well, it's uh, it's to do with the trauma of the character, I think. (laughs) (laughs) It's beyond the grave. (laughs) Gonna get a bit of Wi-Fi problem. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) She'd she'd turn up a wreck. Like, turn up to set, literally, like a bag of shit. (laughs) So yeah, people. I mean, we. I think we organise stuff into um, into boxes. So that was 2016, and people got very angry about 2016. Yeah. So now they're like, oh, this is a whole new empty cardboard box that's you know a bit singed and seems to have a shadow on the on it from something that's going to land from above. But I'm hopeful about this empty box. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See how well that goes with people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you've got to be optimistic. I mean, what were people really angry about at the end of last year? They were angry about celebrity death and political disagreement. Yeah, so celebrity death, they were angry about life. (laughs) They didn't watch The Lion King 
enough to get what the Lion King was about. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you know that you know when his dad gets stampeded by all those fucking, you know, moose or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And he's a circle of life and then he becomes yeah, so it's a circle. It's more works. Yeah. No, it's not. It's the end. <laughs> it's the end of a road. End of the block. Everyone's dead. <laughs> like oh, okay, so that's what they were about then. And then yeah, like uh, like you posted before like loads of it was loads of political disagreement. Yeah. And the focus was on the disagreement as opposed to what well, like, to do with the outcome. I've I've always considered myself quite far left and I've always been quite standoffish in my in, in the way that I approach things. And for the past couple of weeks I've for some reason I've just started challenging myself a bit more and um not in like a big headed way, I'm just like, Well, I'm I'm thinking more clearly than most people now. But um <laughs> but just in like I'm I'm watching things that I wouldn't norm that I wouldn't normally watch that represent opinions that I don't necessarily hold and like mm. and like just literally in, in in a matter of like a week or two it's like it it's very much kind of broadened the way that I approach an argument. And and like that 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 shit that went down tonight, like we won't go into it. But um like I pretty sure like previously i would have probably exploded at somebody in that like or, like gone yeah and just a, to give some big... context to that uh, you posted something along the lines of you disagree with this yeah. and then people started having weird arguments that weren't necessarily related to it yeah and then yeah at that point you would have been like guy you, you before you would have jumped in and kind of yeah added fuel to the fire yeah whereas yeah. now you're kind of a bit more like what's going on this isn't yeah. actually related yeah 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 yeah, yeah. It's just kind of taking a step back, um, and uh, like ch- ch- just yeah, ch- kind of trying to change the way that I argue things, and it's yeah. it, like uh, it's helpful. I mean, it's it's good. A, a lot of the a lot of the views that I've held for a very long time, I've found that I've completely managed to challenge and switch a lot of them in, in mm. the last couple of weeks, just because just, just it just made me realize like how much of. Uh, how much of media and how much of opinion and how much of kind of like different viewpoints that I'd just been blocking out by just being like, no, no, this is what I believe. This is right. This is is correct. You're wrong. I'm right. This is right. And I think considering the results of everything last year, I think that's probably the healthiest approach to this year, whatever comes of it. Yeah. Instead of going down with a ship. Yeah. You're kind of like looking for a lifeboat. Yeah. Yeah. Surveying what's going on. Yeah. You've been like, can we build another ship? Yeah. Third, yeah. Are we actually on water? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> first things first. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've always like um I know quite a few people who who well it, the, the thing that I I like having lots of um hypothetical discussions because what's interesting to me is not the real world or whatever it's just why people think a certain way. Yeah. So like I I always I, I think because of the degree I did, I think that was just challenging everything all the time. Yeah. And then human nature is not to challenge everything all the time. It's to put things in boxes. This is what this is. And this is what this yes. is. I don't, fire is hot. Never touch it. I don't like peanut butter, never eating it. You know, yeah. they, they've organized it. And then it's I like really to not go. not like peanut butter? I, not when I was a kid. Oh, okay. this, this is a bit that I was trying to do was I decided I hated peanut butter at the age of six. Right. Like, <laughs> I'm a grown man. Like, I'm 28. Yeah. Like, I think I might have changed my mind. But I, in 20, you know, 22 years, I haven't, I've always believed what that six, I've trusted that six-year-old me yeah. to be like, I hate peanut butter, therefore I ate all kinds of peanut butter in all contexts yeah. and therefore can't have it. And, and that's how people are. They go, I don't like peanut butter. Well, yeah. when's the last time you had peanut butter? 
well, that was like 20 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, maybe you've changed. So they won't challenge that. They'll just go, yeah. no, that's just who I am. I don't like peanut butter. Yeah. I know, I know it's weird, but I don't like peanut butter. It's just like, no, no, just have you, what, what country was it from? What yeah. brand was it? What did you have it with? Did you have it frozen? That's weird. That like, wouldn't be doesn't have to. It, yeah. It's like, oh, it doesn't have to be weird. It's not, it's not weird that you, that, that, that you don't like something. It's just weird that you don't ask why. Yeah, well, it's, uh, and and I've, I've, re- I've recently in the last year or so tried peanut butter. It's okay, but that's where I am with olives right now. Olives, I've never had an olive that I've liked. Yeah, but if there's a plate of olives, I might try an olive. See, I I've I've had this. I've got the same thing with mushrooms. I've tried every single kind of mushroom. Yeah, still fucking hate them. I hated them when I was a kid. Mm. Don't, like, don't really like them now. If they're on my plate, I'll eat them. But that's about it. But I've, any time I've come across a different type or a different way of cooking it or whatever, I'll yeah. always try it. Yeah. And then you go, it could have been that different, that bread. It, it, it's so infinitesimally individual, that one mushroom you ate at that one time. Yeah. Because taste is contextual and subjective. So it also put on your frame of mind yeah. in when you're having it at that point. So if there's a plate of olives, I'll try an olive. And every time I've done it, I've been like, oh, I don't like olives. But I'll still try an olive from time to time because there might be a certain olive that I really like. Yeah. And something not tasting very nice isn't as dramatic as people think. No. Like, you can still eat it. Yeah. Like, you can still eat it and be fine. You might just be a bit, oh, I'm not, I'm not a fan. Yeah. You know, it's not like, oh my God, I'm going to die now. Yeah. Whereas some people genuinely, like, have that kind of dramatic view towards food. <laughs> this guy, it's going to be okay. But, um, yeah, so people make these decisions when they're six years old, when they're four years old, whatever. And they'd never challenge it. You just don't challenge how you think because that's how I've stayed alive. You know, this yeah. is my, uh, I've made mistakes in the past, but I've learned from them and bloody blah, 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 yeah. blah. Whereas if you just challenge everything, you know, even if it's just for fun, even if it's just for like, um, I'm, um, uh, like one stupid argument I had was when I was younger, um, was you don't know that the sun's going to come up every day. You don't know. You can't know. Yeah. You can only trust yeah. and comprehend the, the movement of the sun, the movement of the earth when it was last recorded yeah. seems like that was the way it was going to go. So I'm going to accept that the sun is going to come up tomorrow, but you know, it's possible it won't. Yeah. Cause you can't, you can't know anything for certain. And the thing, the problem is if you have that, if I have that discussion with some people, yeah. they'll go like, why are you even challenging that? You're, yeah. just, you're, you're just you're just having an argument for stupid reasons. Why, why are you even talking about this? It's like, well, it's interesting yeah. because if you accept that, then that is in relation to another argument. You can go, well, you don't know anything. You don't know yeah. anything that's going to happen. You can, so having those kinds of arguments is what I kind of like to do. And it, a lot of people don't like challenging their own ideas. And when you're doing that, you're kind of um, implying that you are challenging their ideas. Yeah. And they were like, oh, no, 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 no. People get but very defensive. And I understand yourself. why, because your ideas and your philosophies and everything are very personal to you. Mm. Like they are, they're deep seated within your psyche and your mentality and the way that you live and the way that you choose to live. So I understand why people have a certain discomfort about being challenged, but it, it seems to me that you're always going to get stuck in a rut in, in throughout your life. If you don't, allow certain ebbs and flows you're not going to have anything new you're no. just going to have the same thing i mean take something like my philosophy of mine is i love my brother right yeah his family bigger brother i'd die for my brother i don't know what i would do if i was in a situation where he got attacked like if someone punched him in then i was next to him i'd kill that person yeah i don't know i just think i'd see red and it'd go crazy yeah so there's a lot of loyalty i have to my brother but i remember a while ago i think it was like last christmas we went um, we went to the casino me and him 
and he forgot his jacket in the casino when we were leaving. So I was in the car and he had gone into the casino. Mm. And so just as the way that my mind works, is like, well, I wonder if I, because I know how I feel about my brother and I'd never leave him. I wonder if I can move the car out of the car park and not tell him that I've moved. Yeah. Um, so that he has to look for me. <laughs> right. Or there's a petrol station over the road. I need petrol. Yeah. Why don't I get petrol before? It'd be more efficient. But I don't think I can. And I literally couldn't move. Yeah. Like, because my brain knew I'm going to be driving out of here and my brother's still going to be here. Yeah. I'll be going over the road. He won't know where I am. What yeah. if he's in danger? What if something happens to him? Yeah. I'm in the petrol. This, this, I couldn't move. Yeah. I was telling my body to move with the intention of leaving. Yeah. And I couldn't physically leave him behind. Now, that was just a, a little exercise that I found interesting because it was just like, uh, yeah, I wonder if I could, am I possible to, is it possible for me to do that? Turns out, no, at that point in time, no. But maybe yeah. if we had an argument, I might be more motivated. <laughs> Re-examine re, re that at a later date. Yeah. But that was me challenging my love for my brother. So it was just seeing how, what extent I could push it to. But yeah, people don't. And because of that, I kind of go, oh, well, that's something I've learned about. I've learned about myself, not something that I've wanted to be. It's just, no, I just can't do that. Yeah. So you can't, a lot of people don't challenge their own ideas. And so when you, when you see people having an argument, it's just the same argument again and again and again yeah. and again. And they're both, and the people involved in the argument are so stubborn that they'll never change their minds. Yeah. So they're just ranting and raving. And because they because they both know it's not going to go anywhere, it's usually um, venting out frustrations about unrelated things that's yeah. just making this chaos. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like you see, you when you're young, you get involved in it because you've got that anger to get out. But I think yeah. eventually, once you've kind of like, what well, once you find a venue to release your emotions effectively, I think that you start to look at how you used to. Yeah. And, and be like, this is ridiculous. Like, this is good. You're doing this. For, it's not going to help you. Yeah. It's not getting anywhere. Like, listen to some music. Go to a gig. Write a song. You know, yeah. go, go get a girlfriend. Get a partner. Go do whatever you want. And express yourself that way. Yeah. Instead of yelling at a brick wall. Yeah. It just, it's, when you, when you actually, when you actually look back, it just seems completely Asked backwards that the entire world is in constant flux and in constant state of evolution and yet people are so fixed on their ideas and their ideals it's like no they need to they need to evolve as well it's like they need to yeah like trump yeah some many 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 people at the moment are so i've got such strong views about trump um one example is um there are people who think that the world's going to end because Trump is now the president. Yeah. Because they think Trump's got the codes to nuclear warheads. He's going to start a nuclear war. And if you try and have an, a genuine debate with those people, it's it, it's not a debate based on any rationality. No. It's they're angry. Yeah. Um, maybe they're afraid or maybe they're vulnerable because they're afraid of being attacked. Yeah. But it's an emotional reaction they're giving disguised as a political debate. Yeah. And it's like, this. Uh, uh, we can discuss this if you want, but... Even if I question any of it, yeah. you're going to brand me as something else yeah, and therefore like, not worthy of talking to you. Yeah, your arguments don't start to make more sense. They just seem to be getting louder. Like, that's, yeah. that's it. That's, that's, all, that, that's all you've got to offer. And it's like, well, it's, it, I, the trouble I've got with that is I still feel that those people need to be approached and kind of need to be heard in a way. But... I don't know how anybody would go around kind of reaching them. Like, how how do you? You don't. I don't. Well, I don't mean how do you alter that person. You don't need to. You don't need to make changes to people. That's not what I'm saying. But like, how 
how how do you bring that person round to kind of seeing to, to seeing other options? Yes, but the thing is, they're they're in their own way, and they've picked they've 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 it's it's human nature to want to fight something, yep. whether it's an authority, whether it's um, a, you know, to get your hormones out. <coughs> you want to fight against something. You want to put your energy into accomplishing something. And yep. In order to accomplish something, you have to overcome some kind of friction. Mm. And people will pick up any flag that they believe in. So, um, say um, way back when it was um, feminism to get the right to vote, that was the flag to, to fight for. Then it was against the war in Vietnam. It's, oh, yeah, we're against this. Um, and then it's become more and more just anything you can find to fight for. There's people actively putting energy into fighting. Mm. Um, and sometimes you go, you know what? This isn't really a fight right now. Yeah. Like it's an idea that you can work on, but it's not yeah. a fight. Like you don't need to fight for this. You don't need to fight for um, unisex toilets right now. Yeah. It's an idea. It's not a, it has to be mandatory. And that if not, there'll be punishment. You, you're, you're hurting everybody in the world. So it's not fight. Yeah. It's just like an idea you want, you think of that can help improve the world or whatever. Yeah. By making toilets genderless or making gender and something that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. It's not a fight. It's not something that, you know, there are things about human cruelty where it's like, yeah, if somebody's being mistreated based on any reason, whether it's their gender orientation or um, class or whatever, if they're being segregated because of any individual reason, that's the problem with that situation that needs to be sorted. Yeah. Not just you need to fight for this one corner. Because then once you've got a corner, you want to build your corner and then it becomes like it's, Nazi it's so Germany. It's so easy to wall yourself in. Yeah, and, and, and that, that's the way to put it. Is as soon as you think a certain way, like I've, I, I, because I, I, I like to have these silly, you know, kind of hypothetical arguments. I get into, I, I talk with people, and we get into some weird places where they make some weird decisions. Yeah, because it's got because they haven't, they're not used to challenging themselves when they start to challenge themselves, they go too quickly, too fast, and then they panic and start to try and agree to make their old statement true again. So, yeah. like, there was something about how um, the, the difference in the sexes, and I was saying, you know, I think men and women should be treated the same, and we kind of got further and further down to it. They said, yeah, but this woman has had a bad experience with men before. I said, yeah, okay, but what if men had been tortured from birth? Like, mm. it's not dependent on your gender, it's dependent on your experience. It's got nothing to do with the gender, right? It's yeah. about your body. No, but you don't, you don't know this girl. Like, she's, so therefore, yeah, women should have a bit more of a preferential treatment because it needs to be protected more. Yeah. Like, well, so you're saying that women have more privilege that should be treated better than torture victims? Yeah. Like, well, yeah, because men are different. I mean, you know. Whoever's been tortured, yeah, they might have gotten through it better than this woman. It's like, yeah, you're just in in the in the in the in the panic to wall herself in. Yeah, she's gone outside the walls, <laughs> discussed it, and then been like, oh shit, no, need to get back <laughs> everything back into my idea yeah. camp. And you go, no, just chill and question what you think and accept that you might be wrong and be yeah. happy that you might learn something new. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I've, I've been watching um, a lot of videos by uh, a guy called. Uh, Ben Shapiro, he's, yeah. um, he's a guy in the in the stage, uh, Jew, Jewish guy in his like early thirties, um, and he's a guy that like I don't know a few years ago I would have considered the absolute scum of the earth, 
just because he holds opinions that are a bit further right than me. I say mm. a bit, but quite a bit further right than me. But um, of like, and people show up to his things and protest, and they don't even know who he is, and they they haven't listened to him. All they've seen is like a flyer on their campus, and like, and that's that's it. That's enough. He re- he obviously represents something that we're completely against. Let's protest and have yeah. him have him banned. Let's ban yeah. him from the campus and all of that stuff. But like, um, I mean, a lot of the things that he said, I I don't I don't disagree with, and it's it's been a real kind of like strange like moral shift, like it almost like I could feel it kind of like clawing at me, yeah. And like I can't, ar- I don't want to agree with this guy, but I can't argue against yeah. that, yeah, like yeah. that. I I can't poke any holes in that, and like listen to him uh, talk more casually, kind of like outside of a date- debating environment. He's he's like, I know the left's arguments better than they know them themselves. That's why I can. That's why I can argue the, the mm. way that I do. The fact that I am I, that, that I am a bit further right is neither here nor there. That's my opinion. That's where I sit. But like, you need to know both sides in order to, in order to form for, form form an opinion that people can't poke holes in. Yeah, I've just uh, just googled him. He's I, I recognise him. He's um, I think he did like a big famous thing against Piers Morgan. Yes. Um, yeah. The, the, gun, the gun violence at, at gun violence. Yeah. 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 He had like a interesting. That was that was really good. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. He's quite a cool guy. Um, uh, I had something to 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 go with that. Oh yeah. So <clears throat> because you can't know everything, but people want to put things in boxes. Something like Cecil the Lion getting shot, like <laughs> was insane. Yeah. Like pe- like they put his face on like a New York building because this lion was shot. Yeah. Like they're drone striking kids, (laughs) (laughs) but their orthodontists or their dentists are going out to hunt animals that are killing babies in these countries. Yeah. And all people focus on (laughs) is a man shot a lion with a gun. Yeah. Therefore that man is evil because lions are warm and cuddly and his name was Cecil. And he's a nice guy. Wasn't just a man. He wasn't okay. sorry. He was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't just a man. Yeah. He was he was a dentist. He was an upper middle class white man. Yeah. Going to another country to shoot their lions. <laughs> yeah. And you go like, well, fifty babies a month or something. Yeah. There is a statistic of the amount of people getting killed by these lions, yeah. which is why the country is selling like rights to go kill lions yeah because that's how hunting works people do that all the time it just happens that he shot the one with a name (laughs) it's just that was the most marketable situation to make a negative so so i condone his actions it's like no of course no i i I don't but there's more important things going on but you just the thing is 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 people weren't able to um widen that narrow view because no matter what facts you threw at them, they'd still like mob up outside his house and throw shit at his kids. Yeah, they'd still paint shit on his garage and abscond from his practice and stuff like that. Even when you're telling him like he saved people's lives. Yeah, like let's have if you if you're questioning the very idea of hunting, he did it legally, yeah. right? I, I'm again, I'm very rough on this, but I'm pretty mm. sure he did it legally. Yeah. Um, and the way that it works legally is you pay like fifty thousand dollars or whatever it is that goes towards helping the population of lions um, mm. in a in a more secure, safe place that isn't hurting these people. So can you not see that if he did it illegally, if he went over and shot I don't know a tiger in Florida in someone's garden, you'd be like, yeah, you shouldn't Texas. shoot tigers. Yeah, or was it Texas? <laughs> yeah, not Florida. Um, 
then yeah, that's a different argument. But it, it wasn't. It was people built their walls up so high around them that they couldn't be wrong. Yeah. So they decided to mob up against this individual man and his family, yeah. like trying to ruin his life because yeah. they thought they were fight. That was the flag that they picked up to fight with. Yeah. And you're like, before you pick up that flag, can you just look around and see what that flag is actually standing for? <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, I think I brought it up last week, but Jordan Peterson did a, a Joe Rogan podcast recently. I've just finished listening to that. It's awesome. Yeah. Awesome podcast. Really good. And one of the best things that he, he, he says is he, 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 I think he does some form of history and he does it in World War II. And he says that he tries to teach his, his students, if you were in Nazi Germany at that time, mm. you would be a Nazi. Yeah. And they're no, no, I'm, I'm one of the good guys. Like, no, 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 no. You don't understand how it works. You're looking at it with hindsight. Mm. If you were there, you would you would be a Nazi. Like, yeah. You'd either be you, you would be coerced. Like the way that they got Nazis to, I think um, he gave an example of military police. So he took the police from um, a, a, a city that they invaded and said, "Hey yeah. guys, why don't you work with the Nazi party? We'll get more money and stuff like that." By the way, you can leave at any time. Yeah, it's not you're not being forced into this, but they would steadily make them do worse and worse things to the point of no return where they were doing horrible things and feeling horrible, but they were doing it. Like it's yeah. human nature to be kind of coerced. It was, it was a book he was talking about, wasn't it? It was all from um, a book oh, called yeah. Ordinary Man. Yes. Uh, it rings bells. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. It's the idea of like, well, they t- it started out as a police force and to, like, it's just, just slowly. Yeah. You slowly... push people far enough. They'll, yeah. they'll, they'll be pushed that way. Yeah. So and he was saying, like, the people, like, while they were doing this, they were horrified with their yeah. own actions, but they were still doing it. Bec- out of an idea that they didn't want to leave their comrades, leave their friends yeah. behind to suffer alone. Yeah, and, and they didn't go- want to have to, like, abandon their family, fiscally. Yeah, like, yeah. So it's, it, it's, it's, I'm very sure that if you talk to any activist right now and said, if you were in Germany in the 1940s, would you have been mm. a Nazi? They'd be like, no, no, I would have stood up for, you know, no, you fucking no, you wouldn't. wouldn't. Because it wasn't as clear cut as you're imagining. No. The world is not as clear cut. Like one day you'd just have a new politician in your city and they would take a vote for something new. And then yeah. small changes would happen. And then eventually you'd get used to the environment. You get pushed a little further. You get used to a bit more, yeah. pushed a little further. And eventually you're drone striking innocent people and not batting an island. Yeah, like you, 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 you don't understand that you don't know everything, and you have such a high opinion of yourself yeah. that you think you are immune to everything. It's like no, no, like think about that for a minute, and and then explore it instead of building up the walls around you yeah. to uh, so that only people who agree with you are in your head, and only people around you are the people who agree with you. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's an apt uh, an apt way of putting it: is people build the walls up around them so that they can't see anything else. Yeah. And the healthy thing to do is to not have a wall. Yeah. Just to you know, yeah. look or at around, least have a like, window. This is what I think. Even yeah, uh, at least, it, at least yeah, have... I understand what you mean. But, but like, it's not to not. Well, I, I can only say because this is how I wish to be: is to not because I believe that there is nothing that is absolute. Yeah. So therefore, there is no point holding on to something absolutely if it cannot be absolute so therefore just question everything and be comfortable in that i mean some people need the walls up to be like feel safe but if you don't believe any in anything then maybe this isn't happening so why worry yeah and if you are angry about something just make sure you know for absolute certain why yeah it's the exploring it and it's, it's understanding it because you're angry because you don't understand 
Yeah. Like you're angry because you, it's, you can't justify it in your head. That's all the anger is. Anger is, is large, in my experience, has all been out of confusion. Yeah. Like you're angry about something. Yeah. You don't know what it is. Like I used to be angry about um, certain bands in music. Like One Direction used to make me angry. And I wouldn't understand why. And then I took a moment to question it and think about it. Like, oh, I just don't like that way of manipulating people. Yeah. And then I'm not angry about it anymore. I just, no, I don't agree with that. Yeah. And I disagree with it. But, you know, I'm not angry about One Direction anymore because no. I'm no longer confused by it. Yeah, don't listen to it. But why let it take up? Why, why, why let it take up a space in your consciousness? Why yeah, it's like a metal detector. Your yeah. emotions are like a metal detector. They go beep, beep, beep every now and then when you come across something. Yeah. And then they'll, they'll tell you that there's something here, important, chemicals are buzzing. Oh, it's, uh, there's food here. Oh, mm. great, brilliant. There's food. I need to find food. Oh, there's a mate here. Oh, there's yeah. something that, you know, there's an enemy here or something like that. Your chemicals are, are flowing to get these emotions, but you need to engage your mind as well. Yeah. And, and to, to kind of better understand it and get whatever. Anyway, mm. we, went, we went a bit deep. Yeah. I don't know if we did, but we did. <laughs> I felt myself talking a lot. Yeah. Um, let's have a look if we've got anything a bit more. Oh, yeah. So, um, Sarah Packer who's a supervisor for the Northampton County Children, Youth and Families Division for the last seven years, apparently represents the worst of a children and youth worker, the county has said. Uh, the woman who's charged with killing and dismembering her adopted daughter as part of a rape-murder fantasy she and her boyfriend shared had previously worked as an adoption supervisor for a children's welfare agency. So, yeah, she's probably a bad example of youth and welfare right. if she <laughs> raped and dismembered her adoptive daughter Jesus because Christ. of a sex game. <laughs> Everyone's got fantasies. I'm hell. I know. Like I've met enough people with enough crazy fantasies. Yeah. That you got to like. What's the safe word in dismembering a family member? <laughs> Help. <laughs> Please stop. Oh, what if that was it? The kid was in on it. They just forgot the word. Oh. The first thing they cut out was her tongue. Like <laughs> fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, are you, are you trying to say Blackberry? Yeah. No, I don't think he's saying Blackberry. Carry on. Write it down. Oh, we took our fingers. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. Write it in your stump. <laughs> Use your stump of a leg to write out the... Oh, oh she, did, she did say Blackberry. Oh, shit. Oh, she's passed out. Oh, anyway. let's carry on. Yeah, well, <laughs> I won't tell if you won't tell. <laughs> yeah, worked as a fucking children and youth worker and then just chopped up and raped her daughter. That's the that's that's the pressures of the job going too far. Yeah, that's like she <laughs> had a bad day at work. Yeah, and most people come and yell at their kids. Yeah, yeah. you should get further. <laughs> yeah, like that's like um, there was a, there's a thing going around at the moment about um, how this guy started dating his mum. Like, how do incestuous relationships begin? Yeah. Because you have to have a conversation, right? Where, like, <laughs> hey, mum, I, I think there's a video of, like, we goes, like, yeah, I just went to my mum and went, hey, mum, would you ever date your son? And she said, yeah. So I was like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, that's, that, that's a pretty up there line to, like, you have to really be confident in yourself to kind of go out on that limb. Yeah. Right? But it's another one to say, hey. Want to chop up and rape my daughter? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd be game. Oh, yeah. thank God. I was so worried. Uh, yeah, how's, uh, how's Thursday? <laughs> yeah, Thursday's good. Yeah, oh, no, Thursday, going, I've got I'm, my annual meeting. I'll going, be proper pissed. Going bowling on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. 
I need to do the food yeah. shop first because it might take a while. Yeah. Oh, the, wait, the, the bowling's open until 10. I mean, we could, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Have do, a break. Do it first, put her in the fireplace. And then just... <laughs> <laughs> oh, love. <laughs> Sad. <laughs> See what you're doing, see? You're spending time with your kid, but you're doing it the wrong way. A street. <laughs> For more episodes the second they leave our disgusting workstations, head over to www.pullingteeth.audio and remember to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or TuneIn, maybe all three. Ratings and comments would be nice as well. If you've got any questions or comments, find us on Twitter at PullingTeethPod. For anything more extensive or of a private or personal nature, or if you've got some kind of moral objection to social media, you can drop us an email at podcast at pullingteeth.audio. For more from me, head to stevemilligan.net and find us both on Twitter at singitsteve and at nicksnip. This has been Pulling Teeth. See you next week.